Welcome to another episode of Transay the Darndest Things. I'm your host, Bill Cosby, coming to you live from the California State Penitentiary. Uh, we got a very uh, special guest today. She's running for governor of California. Please welcome Caitlin Jenner. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Well, you know, Bill, it's uh, it's great to be here and uh, really happy to, to be on your show. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you, Caitlin. Let's uh, let's get into it here on your platform. Uh, you know, you're a Republican uh, running for California, which is uh, very unusual. Uh, tell me, Caitlin, what's your stance on gun control and the NRA? Well, Bill, uh, I, I appreciate you uh, getting right to the right to the questions here. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that uh, the NRA stands for the National Rifle Association, but uh, I like to think it stands for and retarded Asians. Oh, the Gerlap folks, uh, Caitlin Jenner says, the NRA stands for and retarded Asians. Uh, when they said the trans people say the darndest things, they were not kidding. Uh, Caitlin, let's let's get into it. Well, you know, Bill, there's there's one more thing I want to talk about. Uh, you know, I was talking to uh, Rob Kardashian the other day, and, uh, you know, he was talking about the uh, O.J. Simpson trial, and... Uh, as you can imagine, the uh, DNA evidence was 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 pretty new at the time, and uh, he told me that the real reason uh, O.J. Simpson was was acquitted uh, was because they the, the jury thought that DNA stood for that n- was acquitted. Oh gosh, Caitlin, you just dropping the N word left and right. I fucking love it. Oh, uh, I am not doing well, uh, as you can imagine. Not just because I'm watching this dog. This weekend, and I came home from the gym an hour ago, and my room was destroyed, right, Hops? You fucking asshole. Yeah, don't look at me like that. Yeah, you know I fall for pretty girls with pretty eyes. Don't look at me like that. Chewing up my fucking everything, you fucking bitch. Welcome back to episode 29 of Run It Back. And don't be like, oh my God, Chris, you said the N-word. You can't do that. Well, Hunter Biden said the N-word and CNN didn't cover it at all. So if Hunter Biden uh, is going to be excused for that, then I think I should be allowed to drop a few N-words uh, on the podcast. It's a, it's a, you know, we're breaking, we're breaking barriers here on the podcast. I really hope I remember to bleep that out because if not, um, I'm going to get fucked up the ass. Um, yeah, I not, not doing well, guy. I mean, I just, I've been having anxiety attacks and luckily I work from home so I can just like, I'll, I'll just lay down on my bed and try to like breathe it out. But, uh, holy fuck. It's, it's been past couple weeks has been nothing short of eventful and I've had time to, to do things, but like I've wanted to record and I just haven't had the energy or the motivation to, and I apologize. Um, and that's on me. I just haven't, there's been a lack of motivation for a lot of things. I've been spread thin. I've been trying, I'm just been so fucking bored lately. I don't know what it is. Like I, like I'm, I'm doing a, I'm trying to do this fucking Ted talk thing and things are heating up there. And I'm, I'm you know, I, I want to do it. I think it'll be, I want to share my story, but like, I'm also doing like I'm doing things to just stay busy because if I'm not busy, I'm just like, you know, suicidal and shit. And it's not it's not good. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks and I'll, I'll get into it. Uh, there's an update from my sister. 
um, which sucks. But um, but yeah, I mean, let's just get into it. So a couple weeks ago, a couple weekends ago, it was it, Friday night was awesome because I hung out with some comedy friends I haven't seen in a while. Me and my buddy Chris are friends again. That's awesome. And it was, I've just been hanging out with so many women lately. And, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just like, you can't, I can't really be, be myself. Cause it's like every time I let something slip, I just got six women chirping at me telling me that I'm an asshole and I'm not going to deny it, but I don't like being told I'm an asshole. So it was great. We just sat on the back porch until like three, 4 AM. Just, it, it was like a drug dude. It was just great to hang with dudes who are like also comics and just being like, like it was a drug. I was just like faggot. And it just felt good to say something like that. You know, and me and my buddy Wolfgang were going back and forth. He does a really good Bill Cosby impression. And he was just, we were just reciting famous lines from movies, but in just different, like he was like, he was like, uh, well, Luke, uh, this is going to be a, a tough thing for me to tell you. Uh, I'm your father. Uh, you know, when you were four years old, I told your mom I was going out to get cigarettes and I never came back. Uh, Luke, I am your father. Or like Caitlyn Jenner where it's like, well, Luke, uh, it's, uh, this is going to be pretty tough to, uh, to, for you to comprehend. As you know, I'm a woman, uh, but I wasn't always a woman. Uh, and because of that, I knocked up a bitch and I technically am your father. Like, And it was just great just to let loose and just fucking... Oh, my God, I needed that. But then the next night, okay, so for some reason, I our house downtown is like the place everyone meets. Someone's always crashing on the couch, whatever, which is fine. Um, the night started out interesting because we go to this place called The Village. It's a bar near our house. And I'm in line, and I order two yinglings for myself. And oh, and, and by the way, there's a gay bartender there who I think I might have to I might have to sleep with him. He uh, every time I go, I usually I ne- I don't really wear a hat when I go out, but I, I I show up and he goes, oh Christopher, you you have such lovely hair. Why aren't you wearing? Why are you wearing a hat? I'm mad at you. And I was like I was like, bro, I'm sorry, man. It's just one of those one of those nights. And he's like, oh, no, you need to. You need to, you know, no more hats next time I see you. And I'm like, okay, daddy. Okay, daddy, you got it. You're right. But I ordered two yinglings. And there's this girl there drunk off her ass, like putting her arms around me and everything. And as you know, I I don't like that. I want to double fist my yingling and go to bed. And she's like putting her ass in my crotch. And it's just fucking, it's just fucking weird. And and then I, I, she ordered like, like gummy bear shots, whatever the fuck that was. And then she, she, she go the, the the lady's like name, and I, I, I thought she said Mara. I was like, and so my first instinct, I was like, wait, is your last name Marit too? And she goes, no, I just, and I, I hope you can't hear the fucking lawnmower in the background. It's Sunday fucking night. Why are you mowing your goddamn lawn? Anyway. But I go, is your last name Marit? She goes, no, I just ordered it off your tab. And I said, what the fuck? I, no, you don't do that. And she goes, all right, well, we can do two things. I can either Venmo you the money for the drinks or I'll let you kiss me. And I said, what's your Venmo? Because now I'm mad. I don't want to kiss a thief. That's rude. 
That's not how you get, maybe that's how you get men, but not me. Don't fucking gummy and gummy. If you had ordered a yingling, I'd be like, okay, cool. But don't gummy bear shots. And she was nice enough to let me drink it. And it was fucking disgusting. So anyway, we're at this bar, this other bar. And I, I, fuck it. I go home and I'm laying in bed. And apparently we, there's a friend of the, one of the roommates named Jeremy. Good guy. I consider him a friend. Apparently, he's homeless because he frequently crashes at our place. And apparently, he ran into another homeless woman because they decided to fuck all night on our couch, on the floor, in the bathroom. And they were, and but I will say this. She, her name's Carla Ortega. Um, and I will say the her sex sounds are much more normal than the female roommates because as we all know the female roommate likes to rick flair woo it but carla had a very just uh uh you know very standard which which is you love to see it you love to hear it and and so all night we're they're just fucking going at it until like 4 a.m now if you don't know me that well i have i am fucking blind without my contacts and i i sleep naked in the summer not naked underwear but i can't see a goddamn thing especially in the dark and so next thing i know is my door opens and there's a, the naked girl is just in my room and i'm trying to i'm still drunk and i'm trying to comprehend what the fuck is going on like i've just I've never had a naked girl just walk in my room. I maybe that's common for some dudes, not me. But she walks in, climbs on in bed with me. And I'm I'm like thinking this can't be real life. There there, there there's no way this is real. And then she like gets out of bed and then comes on to the other side. She's like face to face with me. And I said, "Are you naked?" And she just kept going, "Shh, shh." And so I like stick my hand out like a normal guy when there's a naked girl and I like touch her ass and I'm like, what the, I was like, this is, did someone get me, someone must have saw how mad I was at the bar and got me a prostitute because this, this isn't happening. So I get out of bed. I say, what the fuck are you doing? She's, she goes, I need a shirt. And I said, I, I need my contacts. I can't see anything. Who are you? And so I don't even have a light switch in my room. It's just like a remote. She takes the remote and like throws it under the bed so now i can't turn on the light she goes in my closet takes out my favorite fucking shirt it's a navy blue sleeveless cutoff it's tough to find shirts when you're built like shrek like me and she walks out and goes and one of her fucking friends picked her up at like 5 a.m now luckily this dumb bitch left all of her belongings at our house bra panties purse chapstick which was never found so I went into her purse, found her name, found her Instagram, put a photo, sent her a photo of her bra panties in my mouth with the caption, I want my shirt back. And sure enough, she messaged me back and said, what's your address? I said, you don't even remember. It was like five hours ago. Great. So she comes over, knocks on the door, waltzes her ass in there looking all ashamed as she should have been. That's despicable behavior, fucking in someone, a stranger's living room the common area and then stealing a shirt my favorite shirt and and she goes i and she's like apologizing and i go yeah so are you gonna see jeremy again and she goes who's jeremy 
And I said, the guy you fucked. And she said, wait, we didn't, it wasn't us that had sex? I said, no, but you came in my room naked and stole my shirt. And she starts apologizing. She's putting things, you know, she's getting her purse and everything. All of her belongings, her clothes, her wallet, keys, everything. And so she then goes, wait, where's my chapstick? I need my chapstick. Bitch, the fact that a stranger was nice enough to message you on Instagram and then fucking be nice enough to let you back in the house after you kept them up all night, you know, getting your fucking woman cum all over my fucking wooden floor. And you're worried about chapstick, which is like, what, 99 cents at any store? Carla Ortega didn't even follow me back on Instagram, so I unfollowed her. But that's a naked thief. And that's it fucking I just I can't have a weekend where nothing happens. Anyway, what uh, what else should we talk about here? Okay, so last night, we <laughs> I, I'm an asshole for this, but last night we're back at the village. And you know, here's the thing I hate about bars, when you go out to bars with your friends, because it's much more cost effective to just buy beer and then drink, especially if you're just going to sit there and talk. Why would we go out to a bar and then stand in a circle and do the same thing we were doing at our house for the pregame? And that's what happened. We have the group of like 10 people. We get to the village. We all have a drink. And then we just fucking stand there awkwardly in a circle. Like we could have done this at the apartment. So naturally, I decide to save the day. And I say, all right, I'm going to make you guys laugh. I'll do something. So I do the typical thing where I pretend to be a bouncer. I check people's ID. I I shake people's hands, tell them thanks for coming. And they get kind of thrown off. So then there's a group of of loud girls and a gay guy who I later found out was – the brother, which made it worse. But I, it's a girl's 21st birthday party. She was wearing a sash around her. And so I tell everyone, watch this. And so I go up. I pretend to bump into the guy. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then I go, oh, my God, like you're wearing a sash. And the one friend said, yes, it's her 21st birthday. You should buy her a drink. And I said, oh, I thought the sa- I thought you were like celebrating the fact that you're pregnant. And... <laughs> And obviously, the the gay brother did not like that. The friend didn't like it. She starts yelling at me. But because I'm such a good friend to my friends, I said, hey, wait a minute. Can you yell at me in front of my friends? And she said, of course. And so we walk over. And then she starts yelling at me again, which was very entertaining for the group of girls that I'm with. By the way, never got to thank you for that, putting my ass on the line with strangers. But yes, it was rude. And I, I was in rare form last night. Um, but it is fun. And if it happens again, I do want to do that because I, I mean, I did ruin a girl's 21st birthday. I hope she doesn't remember it, but I saw them out later, um, at a different bar or outside on the street and they were not happy with me, but you got to do it for the podcast. You got to do it for the laughs. And that's what, that's what we're here for. Um, so last weekend, I'm just, by the way, this, this episode is just all updates from, weekends i guess i'm just gonna fill you guys in on the crazy shit that happens last weekend i got vaccinated the second time was just fucking tired all weekend sick so i binged the show mayor of east town which if you don't know it takes place in delco delaware county pennsylvania uh and it's just like a a crime show and there's this like fucking busted ass philly girl who has to solve these these crimes and it's great. It's very, everyone has f- 
Philly accents. It's awesome. Everyone's drinking Yingling, eating Wawa hoagies. It's a good show. Um, but you know, it, it did. I want to be. I want to be Mara of Easttown. You know, like I want. I want a show, and it's just, and it's just me. It's one of those shows where people are like, let's. Even though like four episodes, nothing's happened. They're like, let's keep watching. It's an HBO show. Like it'll get good, and then it just never gets good. But it's just me drinking Yingling. Uh, eating Wawa hoagies and uh, and insulting women on their twenty first birthday. That would be that would be Mara of Easttown. Um, binge the whole thing. Very, you guys should watch it. If you guys don't know the Philly accent, watch that show, and you'll understand why uh, Philadelphia the Philadelphia accent um, is nothing short of absolutely disgusting trash. Um, and Philly people are trash. And I used to be one of them, and that's why I moved because I'm better than you. Um, so comedy's been like back and uh and it's been it's been fucking br- I mean just bar shows and I mean I'm not trying to complain here but like I'm I hate bar shows. I've been doing I did bars when I was like 18, 19 and 20, 21 and it just gets old because half the people that are there don't even know a fucking show's going on and then the other people are, it's like, I don't like having lights on in the account. I don't like being able to see everyone hate me. And it's been, I've been rusty getting back, but it's just these fucking bar shows. And there's this comic from Wilmington who, okay, here's, here's the thing you got to know about comedy, right? It's like most people are actually really accepting because everyone kind of understands that it's a very, uh, it's a tough industry. It's a tough hobby because you, suck most of the time and you kind of put yourself out there to people so most people are actually very nice and i've met some great people but there are select few people who have been doing it for a while and have realized that they will never get on comedy central and they and they just put people down for no reason and i'm an asshole and even i'm acknowledging that that's not cool i i'm a true comic because i i tell everyone great job and then behind their back i'm like you fucking sucked but there's this one comic who's been like doing it for eight years and he's, he's like, he, like if you're doing it for that long, yeah, you should be able to write a few jokes and make people chuckle. Like, congratulations, bro. But I, I didn't have a good set. I'll be honest. There was, by the time I went up, not a lot of people were there and they were spread out and I just had a, it was an awkward set and it was because no one was there. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try some new jokes. Why would I, why would I try some old shit? So I did my uh, JK Rowling, how Harry Potter, bit that I did on the podcast months ago, which I still think is a good bit. It just, I just need to work on it. And like, it just didn't go well. We'll just say that. And so he just spends the next fucking 10 minutes just like, and when I suck, I get really pissed off and I'll like vocalize it. Man, I fucking suck. I bombed. And he just was adding on to it. And it's like, bro, I get it. I didn't have a good set. But we're doing a bar show at Bigfoot Tap House on a Thursday night when it's raining, when the fucking Carolina Hurricanes are still in the playoffs. Get over yourself, bro. You got a few laughs. You're the fucking man. I get it. And he's always, every time I have a, and he's been doing this for years, every time I have a a bit, he does this to everybody. He'll like, after someone, even my friend Gary, who had a really good set, he he came to the back after his set, and the guy fucking was like trying to give him taglines and like help him work out but he just the way he does it is so condescending it's like bro gary got more laughs than you 
so she, maybe maybe he should be giving you advice. But he was like giving me taglines and shit. And, and I was like, oh man, yeah, that's a really good idea. And then I'm not going to do it because they're not funny. He wants to, you know, you want some advice? I did a show with him a couple years ago and he fucking cried on stage. It was literally, it was a, it was a, a comedy show where it was like five, it was no, three comics had to tell a 10 minute story, a funny story, but then one of them was not true and the crowd would have to guess what's like, what comic was telling the lie. And every week there was like a theme. So it was like weed stories, getting arrested stories, things like that. And I did a show with him. And I had to make up the lie story. And then he started crying, talking about his uh, grandfather who just died. And I'm sitting there going, wait, was I supposed to tell a real story? Because there's no way this dude's actually fucking crying on a comedy show right now. But he did. So if you want to give me advice, how about here's some advice. Don't cry on stage, you pussy. Don't tell me what to do. It's slow getting back in comedy. I get it. But you're not... Like, and, and he's, he's like my age too, but like, there's this other, there's a couple other comics that are in their like fifties, by the way, if I'm in my fifties and I have like a family and comedy hasn't taken off for me, I'm quitting that shit. Fuck that. Why the Jesus Christ. It's like, dude, go read your kids a bedtime story. Like, what are you like? Your kids probably don't even know who, who the fuck you are because you're driving out to Wilson, North Carolina doing a bar show in a dive bar in front of 10 hillbillies in North Carolina. Go home and read your kid a book. Go throw the ball out outside with your kids. Have a catch with them or something. Like, for fuck's sake. Like, dude, like, comedy's awesome, but, like, get a life. If I'm still doing that, like, I won't be. I'm going to be like, nope, this is it. It didn't happen. Comedy's over. I have a family. I should probably be, I'd rather be a great dad and no comedy than a shitty dad and like still doing bar shows. Fuck that. But like, the, it's just so disheartening. And it's just seeing these people fucking think that they're, they're awesome. And it's like, bro, Hey, kill yourself. Um, yeah. And I, I I've been thinking about, I, I thought about quitting comedy hard because I, I had a conversation with the people from Ted, the Ted talks last week and they loved my idea. And we're moving forward and there's still a whole process involved and like whatever. And it's still a long shot, but it's closer than what it was before. But like he, the guy was telling me, and by, by the way, it was a, it was a zoom call and like he was in the call or no, 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 I was in the call first and I was sitting there and cause I was nervous. I was like twitching a lot. And then I didn't know he like logged into the call and he goes, Chris, is that Tourette's? Are you just fucking retarded? And I was like, damn, that's, it's funny. And he's actually from Raleigh originally. He went to the high school across the street. But he loved my idea. And he's, he's telling me, he's like, yeah, he would get paid five, ten plus grand for speaking engagements. Like, f- I, will quit, I will quit comedy tomorrow if someone was like, hey, hey, Chris, we'll fly you out and we'll give you ten grand to just tell your shitty life story and try to put a positive spin on it at the end for 30 minutes and we'll give you ten grand. I'd be absolutely. I'll cancel the podcast i'll cancel everything no more comedy i'll just do that public like speaking engagements like motivational speeches are easy because all you have to do is be sad and i can do that i'm always sad comedy you have to like you know make people laugh and write punchlines. i i i've had a, such a, a shitty life story that i can just tell that 
and then people cry and then they clap me off stage and I pay off my student loans after four speeches. Like I could do that. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fuck that dude. I'll, I'll, I'll quit comedy tomorrow. I'm I'm fucking sick of this shit. I need good. I need the stage to open and they, they, they like randomly open for open mics. Cause they're only, they, they're having headliners come in and it's the same, like three dudes that have been here forever and they don't really give new people opportunities and it's fine. You got to earn your way up, but it's like hard when I'm just telling jokes in front of, and it's the same crowd every week too. And if I, if you bomb once, it's like, Oh, this guy's not funny. They kind of, you know, but I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, as many of you know, Louis CK is my favorite comedian, uh, of all time. I think he's the the greatest of all time. Uh, I had a chance to see him uh, almost two weeks ago now at the Raleigh Improv. Holy fucking shit, was that amazing. Like, I literally went home and, like, cried after. Because it's like, and then he walked by me at one point, too. And I just, I was just mouth agape. Well, that's a good vocab word. Mouth open, just fucking, just holy fuck. And he he fucking, and he murdered it. And apparently, so my, my buddy Mark hosted for him, which, awesome. And... And he didn't he didn't know he was hosting for Louis C.K. until like a day or two before, which is absolutely bananas. But uh, yeah, apparently he told him that that was the first hour he's done in like a year. So he's done like 10 minutes here and there, 15 at other clubs. But like it's it was so smooth and I can't wait to see he had some fucking killer jokes, man. Um, And then the the female comedian, I forget, Jordan Jensen or something like that before him, uh, she was funny, but she was on mushrooms. And I think by the end, she was kind of tripping too much and she kind of lost me. The, one of the guys I was with, Cameron, literally fell asleep during her set because he hates women comedians. And it's it's tough for female comics because as soon as a female comedian talks about her pussy, it's like, oh, I get it. But uh, it's it's tough for them. But I will say she had a great joke about guys coming on women's face and how it's like every time a guy's like i'm gonna come and then it takes him like another minute to actually come she compared it to when someone's taking taking a photo of you and you're smiling and then they're taking a video and they can't snap a photo and then as soon as you stop smiling to try to help them out take the photo that's when they snap the pic that was funny i was like okay that's good um but yeah louis ck like i holy that was that was like life-changing for me and then the female roommate was like, oh my God, you didn't like post on Instagram or anything. It's like, no, because I, you know, you know why I don't need a photo because I was there. I don't need to take a photo of everything. I was there. I have, mem- I have a brain. I have memories. Uh, I think the roommates are back. Fuck. They were at, um, they were at friends trivia night and they were like, do you want to go? And I was like, well, no, because I, I've seen a handful of episodes of friends and I, and I, here's the thing. All those sitcoms from the 90s, and any sitcom now, if there's a laugh track, don't tell me when to laugh. Because if something's funny, people will laugh. You don't need to, <laughs> and she's like, well, Friends was filmed in front of a live studio audience. It's like, yeah, but do you think, they they, they didn't nail every joke. Like, they definitely recorded the laughs. Like, there's no way that they laugh that hard every time. There's no fucking way, because the show's not funny. It's just about, here's here's what I gather from Friends. It's an incestual group of friends that like all fuck each other. And then there's the one blonde dumbass. And then they make Joey out to be this like doofus. And then that's it. And it's just like, 
I, I don't I don't think it's that funny. Um, also, there's a new comedy special out. This episode fucking sucked. I'm not having fun doing this. Um, I'm going to quit comedy. Uh, there's a new comedy special out called Inside from Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham, before I rip into him, there is he is so talented. He's been doing this since he was like 14. His story is great because he didn't go to college and he wasn't really – he was only getting booked in like Montana and Idaho – and he said it was tough to see his friends like in college having a good time. And he was, you know, playing the piano, telling jokes for, you know, these cowboys out in the Midwest. Um, but here's the thing. Here's my review of Inside. First of all, he did it. it I, I didn't even finish it because I didn't laugh. But he the whole point of it was like during quarantine, he was like, you know, in like we're all trapped inside get it haha ha. and the apartment he filmed it in there's no way he lives there because my apartment is nicer than that and he's a multimillionaire. so he probably rented out some podunk apartment and made it seem like he's like trapped inside this tiny room it's like bro you're a millionaire you, you have a mansion i looked it up i googled it i saw that you have multiple houses but here's the thing and here's the difference between louis ck and bo burnham if you are a comedian, your job is to make people laugh. You don't ha- you don't need to have a message every like it, it was you know ripping into Trump and everything like that. Everything it's like be funny. That's why Louis C.K. is great because he goes sit your ass down for the next hour and just laugh, and then I'm going to go home, and that's great. And Bo Burnham has to have um, like can you imagine like the original comedian was the court jester in in medieval England, right? And the king would you know, summon him when he wanted to laugh. Imagine if the court jester came out in a Black Lives Matter shirt and before he started his routine, he's like, hey, I just, everyone in the in the, in the the castle, I think we should arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor, but let me start juggling for you. And then eat, all the balls are just like Ruth Gator Ginsburg's, Ginsburg's head. And it's just like, it's just like, just just make people laugh and go home. You don't need to have a message every time there is, like, just make people laugh. Bo Burnham, super talented. But all these comedians now, it's like, you don't need to have a fucking message. The message should be, hey, life sucks, and I'm going to make you laugh and so we can forget about it. I don't want to have to think about black kids getting shot by cops during a comedy special. I sound really jaded right now. I love comedy. I do. But it's just, you know... I started the podcast saying the N-word and everything, and it's kind of gone downhill from there. So I guess this is just karma uh, doing its thing. I thought this episode was going to be a lot longer, but maybe it's it's better that it's not. Um, the last thing I'll talk about, um, as if you remember from a few episodes ago, I got into a huge fight with my sister. I uh, still haven't talked to her, and it sucks because like, I tried to do the whole, like, I'm, you know... I'm hurt too, and you need to reach out to me. Um, the message is just if you're in a fight with someone, just apologize because you don't know what's going to happen to make things awkward. Because uh, I wasn't included in the, uh, the the gender reveal for her kid. Um, they really wanted a boy, and it was a boy apparently. I found out from my other sister. And then uh, I found out uh, after a week after they posted that she had a miscarriage. And this is how fucked up I am. When my other sister told me that she had a miscarriage, I said, oh, well, you can't spell miscarriage without Mara. 
And like that's 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 just I, I don't like the way I am, but that's like the first thing I said because it's like deflecting the pain. And it sucks because now like I want to be there for her, but it's like there's like this elephant in the room where it's like you kind of hate me right now and you didn't and you didn't tell me that you had a miscarriage and you didn't tell me what the gender was and it was a boy and there was like a 1% chance apparently at 15 weeks that you can have a miscarriage so uh that i mean i you know that it really upset me and i've been kind of upset about that but you know just uh if you're in a fight with someone just apologize cuz now like i want to reach out and be like hey I heard what happened. I know we're going, and I probably should do this. I, I heard what happened. I'm really sorry. Let me know if you need anything. I know we have a fight going on, but this obviously takes precedent over that. But, you know, if you didn't include me in the reveal and you didn't tell me about the death of your unborn child, I feel like you don't want to talk to me. So now I'm kind of just like feeling, feeling, maybe that's where the anxiety attacks have been coming from. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to self-diagnose that. Um, and then, you know, my buddy from high school got married this weekend and it's like, you know, I wasn't invited because I was an asshole to him years ago when I first moved to North Carolina, just an absolute bully dick fucking like the worst everyone. If you've met me, you've seen the worst version of me where I just kind of just like unleash on people and unload unnecessarily especially when I smell blood in the water and like, I can see you're upset or like, if I know something bothers you, I'll like dig into it. Um, and then, you know, I'm happy for him obviously. And we're like, we're like friends still and like talk occasionally, but it's still like, uh, I should have apologized off the bat and it's just, I never really did. And I feel bad. Um, so let that be a lesson to everybody is to just apologize to people. Um, yeah, uh, I think I'm locked out of my bathroom again. God damn it. Um, yeah. I, I, well, well, I well, know something funny. So the other night, uh, my one roommate, the, the one who replaced Tucker, the fucking psycho uh, fire-breathing dragon, uh, it was his birthday, and uh, he had people over. They were loud as fuck till 4 a.m., and I'm locked out of my bathroom, but his buddy was hammered, and they were having a heart-to-heart in the bathroom. And I was laying there, like, felt like I was listening to, like, an Oprah Winfrey show. And I wanted to, like, chip in and give my advice because he was having a lot of a lot of issues. And I don't know who this guy is, but I wanted to knock on the door and be like, hey, uh, one, can you unlock the door? I have to take a piss. Because I had to fucking pee in a two, two cans of Keystone Light, and most of it ended up on the floor because I was locked out because of that guy. But also, hey, uh, I, I, I'm not going to talk about his shit, but hey – Let's talk, man. I'm, I'm awake now. You guys woke me up. Let's at least hash this out, whatever you guys are, are struggling with. Um, t-shirts are still, I'm still working on it. Um, I say that, but I'm not really working on it. It's just one of those things. I'm uh, waiting for my buddy Pat to like finish the design. Um, but yeah, I really thought this episode was going to be a lot longer, but I don't know. I just have no en- energy right now. And I've been hitting this fucking jewel that I stole from my, this is twice now I've, Asked my friend Katie, my coworker, for one, one puff, and then I wake up the next day with it in my hand still, and I I, I keep stealing it from her. I feel fucking terrible. Um, but yeah, uh, there was one other thing. 
uh, I wanted to talk about and I'm not going to remember it. So thanks for coming. Try the veal. Like, share, subscribe. Next episode will be funnier, I promise. Let me know if you want if you want me to say the N-word again. I will. Um, please don't get mad at me for saying the N-word. I have some black friends. So thanks. <laughs>